Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a moto-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it. AJ, how we doing tonight, man? Doing good, brother. Doing good, man. You know, we wrapped up football season, unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago. Um, made it to the second round, came up a little short and had Thanksgiving break, man. Got to go see my family down in Mobile, hang with my mom and sister, bro. Check out their new pad down there. And, uh, you know, came back Tuesday, hopped right into baseball, my boy. No, for sure, man. For sure. No, we had a we had a great uh, Thanksgiving, man. We went to Auburn, um, you, you know, um, shout out to shout out to the Tigers, even though we had, uh, you know, we had a rough game. But hey, it is what it is. And uh, we, we we played Bama hard, but we just couldn't pull it out in the end, oh, man. Um, you know, but uh, we had a great Thanksgiving, man. It's always good to be around family, good to see family and all of that. It looked a little different this year. We had some people missing that, you know, couldn't come for whatever reason or had to go different routes. But anyway, we here now. Um, and dude, I'm just excited to be back on the pod, man. We took a little break for the, you know, for the holidays and all that, but it's time to, uh, to kind of get it back in. So, so you guys are just now starting baseball. Where, where are you at in the process? Oh man, it's, you know, a juggling act. Um, you know, it, it's been, been trying to piece it together. You know, we got scheduling and all, we got tryouts coming up next week. Um, and where we're at in the process, as far as what we do with the varsity guys and, you know, guys that are returning is we're allowed, uh, two hours a week. Um, so I do Tuesday, Thursday from like three forty-five to four forty-five. long toss condition, you know, get them running, get them back in the flow with things. Cause that's one thing as a baseball coach, man, that I'm kind of an advocate for is arm care. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of knucklehead coaches out here, bro. That's never what bothers me. And I ain't saying you got to play it to coach it, but you got a lot of dudes that ain't never had to get on that mound and throw and throw and bullpen and long toss. And they just, they don't have the knowledge. Um, and so I'm real big on arm care for my guys, making sure they're ready. Um, we got a very, you know, drawn out. I got a long toss program that I designed myself that we followed, very structured. And just getting get back in the flow of things. And, uh, you know, I shared with you on the phone earlier, man, it was kind of cool um, getting out there at North Cuts where we play our home games, you know, at Westgate. And, man, I was telling the kids tonight, we, we was running polls, kind of giving them a breather. And I said, guys, I've been on this field since I was 14 years old, bro, playing Dothan Post 12 at 14. 70 games a summer, my man, you know, with high school ball, with fall ball, all in between. And I said, now, dude, I'm I'm walking out here on this ground as the head coach, bro. And it was kind of like a, 
like a refreshing moment, man, because the school day was a little chaotic. And, you know, it's just it kind of reminded me, man, to get, be where your feet are. You're right, you're right where God needs you to be. And um, just seeing the energy from the kids, man, they're fired up about baseball season. Hopefully we can just keep building on it, man. You know, and and I love that you talked about that, uh, you, you know, be be where your feet are. I think sometimes. You know, um, I think sometimes we forget that, man, in the hustle and bustle of life. I think it just kind of uh, it's always what's next, man. I'm a guy who suffers from, um, y- you know, just just always getting to the next. Right. Like like trying to, you, you know, uh, and, and, and if you don't watch out, man, anxiety and pressure and all of that type stuff can get to you. So I am glad you talked about, you know, arm care for pitchers is much like self-care for adults, just trying to get through life, man. And uh, because life can, you, you know, it can it can rear its head sometimes and be nasty. But what I wanted to kind of get into tonight and we talked a little bit about it, you know, is this idea of belief, man. And and for me, I was driving home from Atlanta yesterday and um, I found myself starting to get anxious, starting to get a little worried, uh, start not not worried, just starting to get a little, you know, um, frustrated with all the things that I had to do, all the things going on, man. I was going from one spot to the next, right into something different and like, you, you know, just something else. And then the thought entered my mind, like, like you signed up for this. Like, how bad do you want it? How bad, you know, do you want to be successful? How bad do you want to impact people, okay? You're coming from a spot where you guys are impacting people from the masses, right? Like at Next Level Speakers Academy, I was in a two-day um, just just intensive oh, yeah, um, that, of like, crazy, you, you know, just just an intensive, right? And so um, it was it was a lot, man, of like the end of the year, vision casting for 2024, all of that straight into a church event. It's like you're going from impact to impact, right? Impact in the world, impact in the spirit. And it's like, you know, you don't have time to be, you you know, frustrated, angry, hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's go time. Like God is putting you in a position to do some really cool things. It's it's, it's sometimes you got to grab grass and you got to just go with it. And when I talked to you, we were kind of on one accord with with, uh, the idea of like just belief, right? Belief in yourself, belief in in you and, and all of that, man. And so with that, you know, I'll kind of turn it over for you for a second to see how you're feeling. But I wanted to talk to somebody who's like, you know, just frustrated at all the things they've got going on. That's like really wanting to make it out of this thing. That's really wanting to take their life to the next level. And I want to say there's got to be a belief system, right? Do you believe it? I went to Ufala High School round four to playoffs today, and I was talking to the team about this acronym PASS, and I started with the P, position. Position your identity over any achievement that you can accomplish in the flesh, bro. If we'll do that, right? You've already won. No matter what's on the end of the scoreboard, we strive for excellence. We strive for that. But you've already won when you get on the bus by believing in you. Man, and that's so awesome, dude. Shout out to my boy, Jarrell Jernigan, our boy, the head coach of the U Follow Tigers, man. He's he he's the dude that 
I got the utmost respect for. He was, you know, All-American NFL draft pick. When I was playing baseball at Troy, me and him have always been tight, man. And I have no doubt that Coach Jernigan and them boys from the lake up there, you follow, go handle business tomorrow night. Right. But, you know, and that, that's one big thing, man, that I've always noticed about, you know, Jarrell and, you know, elite athletes like that, man, is, you know, that that unwavering belief. And, you know, I as a baseball player, and I, you know, I, I correlate a lot of what we talk about in life and in the sports and, the you know, baseball, man, it's, you know, baseball is that that sport, man, whether you're coaching it or playing it, you know, you're going to fail. You know, you're going to fail. You may have, you know, football, you know, you could have 10 games on the regular season schedule and you know you got some dogs and it's looking good and you're feeling good about the season. But baseball, man, bro, I've seen some – I've been a part of, coached some, and seen some terrible teams that have went and beat teams that ain't got no business beating. I've been on and coached teams where it's like – you know, funny story, last year, man, the first 10 games, um, we're sitting there at like four and six or something, and state championship for the Houston Academy Raiders in 2023 was the farthest thing. I was like, bro, we just got to keep the ship together and hope that people don't start jumping overboard and we can finish out the season and not have to call up JV kids without them quitting. Right. Um, but, you know, man, and as I've gotten um, into the head coaching realm and, you know, I'm just, you know, going to be – you know, transparent with people. Um, as a coach, you you deal with a lot of people's opinions. Um, you deal with a lot of stuff that you know is out of your control. You can make the lineup, you can coach them up. But I was talking to one of the city workers at North Tut the night after practice, and I said, you know, the thing about baseball is you can only do do so much to get it going. So what I meant by that is like. There's only so much you can control in a game of baseball. You can have this great offensive plan to steal and bunt and create chaos on the bases, but if they ain't walking and they ain't rolling the baseball to get on, you kind of handcuffed there in the third base box. Same thing as a pitcher. You know, you're up there, you may feel great, but if, if the umpire ain't giving you the calls and you get hit all over the field, there, there ain't really much you can do but just build from it. And, you know, it's, what, uh, what I'm trying to say is, man, it's so easy to lose – belief in yourself in the game of baseball, man. Um, and that that's people in life. And, you know, like I said, making a transition to head coach, it, I had a little moment today where I was like, man, I got, you know, we won the state championship last year. We, you know, we're a young team. We we're kind of rebuilding, but that, that you and I operate in the same system. That ain't my standard. That whole, oh, we're young, we're rebuilding, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, if we did it twice in 10 years, bro, we can do it again. Right. So I want to focus on how we do it again, not all this, you know, easy tap-out excuse where y'all were young, it's a rebuild. No, my expectation is still the same. And so, you know, that's the biggest thing is being able to – have faith in myself, man. And my mom said it best. I was talking to her on the phone and um, she was like, you know, AJ, you've always been a baseball guy. Everything you've ever done with all out intensity and all out focus and relentlessness, which is who you are. And you didn't try to be what people thought you should be, but belief in yourself, knowing your hard nosed, passionate ways is what makes other people rally and go do things like that people don't think is possible like helping motivate your sister to walk with me. Like, and when she said that, bro, it was like, whoa, it was like, what you second guess? And this is what God made you for. God made you to be in these moments. And I, I tell our young athletes, man, I'm like, you was made for this moment. 
all them times you thought you failed and you got chewed out by your dad or your coach or, you know, you, you thought that, oh, your world was in it and you bounced back and showed up the next day and wanted had the intent to be better than you was. It made you to have success in these moments that sometimes can feel overwhelming. And I feel a lot of people in life, man, they get overwhelmed, they get anxious because they feel ill-equipped. Um, sometimes because uh, they forget, not that they're not equipped, they just forget how equipped God made them to handle every storm and every season of life that may be coming their way, man, they can get through it. But, you know, you said something that that struck me, um, you know, about the belief in self. Um, as a coach, you said you deal with a lot of people's opinions. Um, bro, That that is probably one of the top, I don't know, three or four things that I think that I think hurt people's belief in themselves, right? Yeah. Is people's opinions, right? And so I, I think, I think, you know, a lot of times we can look back. I heard something the other day. I heard somebody reach out to me um, that was telling me about a previous pastor that they had heard some 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 talk about like um oh he's just trying to make a name for himself right oh oh he just he's now trying to make a name for himself and and while part of that wants to hurt aj you know what i'm saying it's like bruh at the end of the day you know um what what am i supposed to do this just, just exactly. preach the gospel die and be forgotten what does that say about legacy bro what does that say about my my kids the next generation I want people to know how God touched my life. I want people to know like like they got a plan and a purpose for their lives. And the only way I can do that is to move forward. I don't have a team of people to promote what I'm doing. To prom I got to put stuff out there to let people know what I'm doing. So I had to like take this idea of people's opinion, ball that joker up and just dump it in the trash, dog. And so I'm curious as a coach, how do you deal with other people's opinions? Because, um, you, you know, I can only imagine how tough of, because you're not only dealing with, you know, what the school thinks, what what the the principal thinks about you and your job. You're not only dealing with what the students think about you and the team. You're not only dealing with what the students as athletes think about you as a coach and, a, and their leader, bro, you're dealing with parents too. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was a youth pastor for seven years, bro. The hardest people to deal with can be that, all of that. And so I can't even imagine the pressure as a head coach dealing with people's kids and dealing with a school system that's used to an expectation or has no expectation and doesn't know, you know what I'm saying? It could go both ways. How do you as a head coach, man, how do you find clarity in that? How do you move forward in that? And I think that might start to open a little bit of doors on how we might could, I don't know, start to believe in ourselves, man. Yeah, man, you know, and that that everybody's got opinions about something, man, you know, and it's it's not just parents. It's not just kids. It's just you can you 
the the biggest to me failure in life, man, is when you let other people's opinions of you kill your passion and overshadow what God intended for you to be. Because eventually, man, I got to say, and I tell the kids all the time, man, bro, I've been down and out. Hard look, bro. Hard look back against the wall, having to fight like you know what, just to get my self-belief back in myself, much less get to a point where I can get other people believing in me again about some things. Bro, you, you can't lose your belief, man, but you tap in to remember the way God made you, man. It's like people tell me, you know, all the time, you know, ask me about opinions and stuff as a baseball player and coach. And I'm like, bro, you talking to a dude who had to, as a little kid here, other little kids not knowing any better and had the wherewithal and understanding that they don't know what they don't know, calling my sister the R word. Okay. And having the self-control to, it took time to overlook that, not just look the other way as a salt, but understanding thyself, man, and having faith in myself that, hey, I, you know, they don't know. It ain't their fault. They're kids. Don't cause no ruckus right here. Keep moving. So I'm like, those kind of sayings and opinions didn't bother me or, or shake me, much less, you know, about a, how where, you, where your son's batting in the lineup or, you know, what should have bunted when he should have hit and ran. Like, dude, this is just – this is – one of the biggest blessings, bro, is seeing it like my sister to me because it ain't that deep, man. It's baseball. Yeah. It's sports. You know, there ain't no pressure. I, I lived through a life, man, where I put so much, and I'm hope I'm talking to a young baseball player out there or a parent of a baseball player. Um, this ain't something I talk a lot about with people, bro. You know, I had to have labrum surgery when I was at Troy because of overuse in high school. And there was so much pressure, man, uh, on this left arm of mine because I wanted to change my mom and sister's life with it. And when that wrecking ball came, labrum surgery and had to rehab and battle back from it, you know, man, it was like a punch in the gut. Um, and so as I've gotten a coach, I, I think what helps me is I take that pressure off them kids. I'm like, yes, I know you want to do good. I want you to do good. I want us to win every game we can, dog. I, I ain't counting the rings. I'm counting the memories made by seeing you become a champion. That's where I'm at in my life. I got my hardware, and I'll keep adding as long as we can, but it's about seeing these young men get accomplish that championship you know what i mean cap it off but don't ever put that pressure on you man that that makes you fold and break because it, at the end of the day man it's just baseball and that's kind of when it comes to other people's opinions and belief in myself i'm like bro if you want to take joy out of this this ain't that hard this ain't that single mom having to figure out a way to pay rent and keep, keep the lights on and put groceries on the table you know that that's pressure that's where opinions and that oh my god what's people that that's pressure that's scary at the end of the day, bro, it's a game and we love it. And whether it's football, basketball, baseball, it doesn't matter, man. It, it, it It's a game. And, you know, one of the biggest things I try to tell people, like, take the pressure off yourself in these kind of settings when it comes to athletics, because you got so many kids and a lot of it is starts at home. Um, and I just tell parents, I've had parents get sideways with me. I'm like, look, man, nobody died. There, there's people out here with real problems today. And we gonna get sideways about this, and they kind of look at me and they're like, "Yeah." I said, "You got to keep it in perspective, man. You're just you're making an emotional decision because you love your son. I love your son. I don't have to put a roof over it, but every kid I coach, I love, man. Even the ones that may think Coach Howard's hard on, I love. That's why I do what I do. 
And I ain't never out to get anybody's. And once you reason and should they see the perspective where I tell them kind of like that, they're like, whoa, man, you know, yeah, you're right. I said, my job is just to set them up for success, not just on the field, but later in life. And as long as these young men learn that, you know, how to how to work hard, how to show up when it's going your way and how to show up when it's not going your way, they're going to be successful husbands and, you know, fathers and, you know, employees and CEOs. And at the end of the day, bro, that, that's all I care about. You know, the baseball player thing, that's just a phase of their life. We all phase out of that. And it's where's how are they going to transition? You know, and that goes back to identity, bro. That that goes that's exactly. clear back to identity. And so, no, that's that's so good, man. That's so good because, you know, I want somebody to understand that, like, you know, all that other stuff, man, that that we're chasing, man, all the promotions, bro, all the, you, you know, I, all the winning, right, all, all, all of the, you, you know, accolades, all of the PhDs we're going after, you know what I mean? I mean, every, all of it, think about it. It's like, it's all achievements and those are all great. Like, like, bro, like we want to achieve, man. You, you know, there's something about a high standard produces a high achiever, right? There's that's, that goes, that goes with the territory winning. It goes with the territory of how you set the standard, how you run your organization, how you run your, you, you know, your outfit. And so my thing is, is like when we can come from a place of identity where we understand that we were created by the hands of God, that before he formed us in the womb, he knew us. That's what the Bible says. And so when I look at that, AJ, it's like, you, you know, that should bring some level of comfort to me when I find myself stacked up against someone else who maybe was promoted over me or maybe looking like they're 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 you know leaps and bounds ahead of me it's still like it's an understanding that you know as long as I'm doing my job as long as I'm living out my purpose right which is to be that image bearer of Christ I know he's got me I know that my identity is over any achievement that's how I was able to lose my you know, career of 10 and a half years in the oil field and all of a sudden be found on, you, you know, an old farmhouse, 25 acres, wife pregnant, no job, and, you, you know, not put a gun to my head and end it all in which we knew people who that happened to in the oil field who lived that oil field dream and all of that. But I was able to, yes, cry about it because that was a big deal in my life. But also I recognized, okay, Moses is dead. You know, just like God told Joshua, who was follower of Moses, all right, Moses is dead. Now it's on you. You know, now it's up to you. Like you've got what you need. You know, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord is with you wherever you go. All right. And once Joshua, he had to be told three times, AJ, in the first nine verses of the book of Joshua to, to not be afraid, to be strong and courageous. You know what that means? That means that mighty warrior, that fighter that we know is Joshua, right, that led the Israelites from slavery or, or led the Israelites from, from, from the wilderness into the promised land and fought battle after battle after battle. That guy was afraid. That guy was scared, right? But he, yeah, he was terrified. And here's the thing. He found his security 
in his belief in himself, but it was coming from an understanding that it wasn't him, bro. It wasn't him. Like, like it was in his identity. It was understanding that it's not me who fights, bro, but the God who fights inside of me. And that, that fight and spirit, man, that God puts in, you know, all of us, but certain people, you know, like everybody has their gift, everybody has their thing. And, you know, I, I, I share my testimony with a lot of people, man. And a lot of my good buddies, man, we'll hang out and we'll be cooking out and stuff and we'll get to talking about baseball. And, you know, a few of them, they'll bring up, you know, stuff that I didn't even realize that I did in high school, just crazy stats and all. And I, and I, I go back mentally to how, idolized and my identity was so caught up in baseball player AJ that I was like bro it took me years after getting off the mound and putting the baseball down to figure out who AJ is and you know that's when Moto go and you know that, that like that's my that that's it man that I am a high energy highly competitive but you know at the end of the day it's like that's the way God made me man it ain't you know I God's gonna love me the same and my mama and sister and whoever really truly cares about me is gonna love me the same whether I throw no hitters or I give up 25 hits and you know I think a lot of people you know in my life man that I've seen in my playing career they've had a hard time adjusting to that because they I was telling my buddy, I said, man, I idolized baseball for so long, not that I that I didn't enjoy it for a while, man. I didn't enjoy it because it was an idol. It had a grasp on me and it let me down. And I was I would always be just so pissed off, man, because I was like, I know I've been the hardest worker on every team I've ever been on, man. And I'm the one that gets labrum surgery, you know, but my it was God saying, hey, like, hey, man. I gave you this left arm. I gave you this fastball. I gave you this ability and you're trying to take it. And then, you know, I got mad at God for a while with it, man. And I, I tell my buddy, do not idolize, do not idolize your achievements. Do not idolize sports because you will play. And one of my best friends in college was an All-American, Adam Bryant, shortstop. He had, he, he said, the minute I quit idolizing baseball and chasing the thing and chasing the titles and chasing the recognition from other people's opinion, I became... 10 times the baseball player I ever thought I could be because I became the baseball player that God created me to be because he stopped mm -hmm. trying to suffice and make people happy. And he said, as long as I laid my head down at night and I could tell God I played as hard as I could and I knew he loved me, whether I was four for four or oh for four, that's all I needed to know. And he's like, AJ, the pressure, the piano on my back that we all feel as baseball players to perform was gone. And I was like, whoa, that, that's it. And so that that story with him, man, I, I've carried on with me, man. And I'm like, that's it. It's like, you're so worried about being this kind of coach to prove to so-and-so and so-and-so. You're so worried about being this CEO to prove to so-and-so and so-and-so or whatever title it is, achievement you're chasing. Who are you – who are you trying like make be the band that God created you to be? Make God happy, dude. And I promise you, happy's going to follow. No, man, that's it, man. And so it's 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 like we get so wrapped up, man, in in opinion and this uh this this feel like I have to, right? I, I'm a I'm dude, I'm the world's worst. And so uh I'm trying, but I'm always available. And that's not a good thing sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's that's not a good thing. 
anybody can reach me any time of the day or night. I, I I tell everybody, man, you call me anytime, bro. You call me anytime. I don't care. Like you call me. And I just, I'm always available to everyone. And that's the type person I want to be. But I also have to realize at what cost, AJ, at what cost, like you mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter what I pitch. It doesn't matter what I hit. My family's still going to love me, right? And here's my question. Does my family know I love them? That's Mm -hmm. the thing. And so I don't want to miss that mark. I don't want to miss that mark ever, you know? And so uh, that's that. That's that check and balance. Yes, I believe in myself. Yes, I'm going to do what it takes. Don't complain at all costs. Like, let's go, right? That's that let's go, that motor-go mindset. Like, we're going to be high achievers because that's what comes with the territory of being excellent at everything you do. But in that, I also need to be excellent in my balance. And part of that balance is, is... a balance between people's opinions. So I am glad we took that shift and we kind of went that way in this conversation because, man, otherwise we're in the fight for our life every time we wake up, every time we get on this right here, every time we're watching Home and Garden Channel with with when you when you're watching those those people looking at houses and they're like 24 year old computer entrepreneurs looking within a budget of, you know, 2.8 million on a new house. Right. And it's like, God, like, what is that? And the moment we realize all of that is fake, you know, they're, they're like, like, it's not even real, you, you know? And so it's like this morning, bro, I want to try to put it in a perspective this morning. Um, I went to Lakeside uh, School in Eufaula and they were doing a program called Love Like Lexi and they needed um, they needed some um, counselors. They needed some people there on standby, bro. And um, Love Like Lexi was started by a mom and a dad whose daughter killed their killed herself. Um, you, you know, our senior year, I think, I think she was a senior. I think she was about to head to college and, uh, they did this whole presentation, man. And this mom stood up there. She travels to schools all around, you, you know, this, this program and, you know, they share pictures and slideshows and all of that. And she talks about suicide and, you, you know, how she just went in there and told her daughter some simple things that us as parents, we tell our kids all the time, you know, found a vape in, in her daughter's, you, you know, backpack or whatever. And it was like, you know, how can I trust you in college um, if I can't trust you here? And she was a real big softball player. and She had dreams of playing softball uh, in college. She thought her mom was going to stop, right? her from being able to play ball, bro. Her identity was wrapped up in ball and it was nothing more than a conversation. Her mom was like, yes, there was going to be punishment to that. Yes, there was going to be, but Lexi couldn't see, man. She couldn't see that I was just frustrated in a moment and like went up there and did something in a moment that ended everything. And it was devastating and just 
and and my heart went out to them and I just I thought about you you know the amount of people in this world AJ that like can't see life outside of what's happening right now in a moment of weakness when I lost my career when I thought I lost everything in reality I was gaining so much of my life back bro up until then AJ I had lost half of my daughter's life Mm. my daughter was like nine ten years old at the time and no she was like like eight or nine and i had been offshore half of her life hit her entire life i missed my wife and i we had been married you know for for 10 years at the time aj half our marriage i was spent in the middle of the ocean So to me, I think I'm losing everything when in reality, I'm gaining everything, but people can't see past an opinion. People can't see past a moment of anxiety, a moment of frustration, a moment of, you know, a pivotal moment. And so to that parent that's angry about whatever, to that kid that's that's angry about whatever, to that person who wants to get life to the next level, man. I want us to understand that our identity, who you are in Christ, who you are as a person, your belief system, your foundation is everything to get you past what you can't get past so that we can go to the next level. Amen, bro. Amen. And, you know, I I just, you know, I want to share this too with people out there listening, you know, whether you're, you know, man, woman, young, old, it don't matter. You know, I, I I caught myself a lot of times, man, in that identity crisis of AJ, the man, the loving brother, mama's only son, the protector, the, the, the hustler provider and AJ, the baseball player. And, you know, for a while, man, it was a struggle for me because it's like, baseball was over and I remember saying there's got to be more there's got to be more like really my whole life on this planet like I love baseball man and but there's got to be more there's got to be something more and I've talked to buddies you know years on man that played pro ball and they they say they deal with the same thing man and you see it with a lot of folks but a lot of athletes man it ain't just baseball players you know it's like that that chapter closes and what now there's got to be more like I've invested 25 years of my life to this sport. Now it's over. Now what am I supposed to do? And the one common link amongst great athletes and just the high energy, high performing people like us, man, is we're always going to want to compete, but you can't get lost in the herd of competing with everyone else, man. The ultimate competition is competing with yourself each day, making sure you're better spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you know, financially, you know, whatever it is, man. Because that that boy of competing against the other team, the other people of this world, you're going to lose your world caught up in it, bro. And I just I hope I save somebody from toting that burden and that pressure each day, man, because it's all going to come to an end for all of us this life, this life. And, you know, you don't want to spend good days above ground on this earth, man. Um, wondering if there's more, what's more, there's got to be more, there's got to be more. And to really find that peace, man, I I just tell people, I I was talking to kids for Christ, man, and uh, the other week, and I said, look up, 
pray up, never give up and just look up, man. And you see like, this is a big world that God put us in to live and what an opportunity, what a blessing it is. Don't get so wrapped up in that little rubber band ball of your sport, of your life, of your profession that you forget to look up and look around, man. And, you know, me and my girlfriend went hiking at Providence Canyon a couple of weeks ago and just right there in, in, in Southwest Georgia, man, there, man, it's beautiful, you know, and it's like, I've been there before, but it was like on a school trip, like that. hurry, hurry. And I just was like, you know, it ain't the Grand Canyon, but man, what an awesome world we live in. And she even said it. She's like, I would have never known. I said, we're 70 miles from the driveway. You know, how much of your life do you miss out? Cause your identity so caught up in this or that thing that you miss the things right down the road, right there in front of you, man. Cause you're so busy trying to Pro provide and prove other people's opinions right of you because you're concerned more with what they think than the peace of mind you have when you lay your head down at night, bro. Let that stuff go. That's it, man. And, and to some parents out there, man, um, you know, and to, to some students, two, two quick stories because we're about to have to jet. Um, two quick stories. One of the kids I was talking to and praying with at this this event, this Love Like Lexi event afterwards, this kid comes up to me and, and he doesn't say, hi, how are you doing? What's your name? He just looks at me and he says, I can relate to this. And I said, bro, I said, what, what, what are you feeling right now? What's going on? And he began to tell me about how his brother was 22 last year and his brother lived with them and was on some hard times. Uh, and his brother was shot and killed. And um, he said, you know, his cousin committed suicide a couple years ago. His brother shot and killed who was like, you know, he really looked up to and like he was, you know, like really proud of his brother and wanted to be like his brother. And he's like, my brother got shot and killed for something he didn't even, for something he didn't even do, just got caught up in the wrong place, wrong time. And, you know, it ended his life. And, and then this other kid that I talked to uh, right after that and was loving on him, he's like, man, he said, bro, my mom, uh, uh, is going through a divorce. He said, I'm the man of the house, man. I'm talking about this kid had to be 10th, maybe 11th grade. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm the man of the house. His eyes is tearing up, you know, and you could tell he had this hard exterior dredge, you know, chain. And, and, and we're and we're talking and it's like, bro, I said, that's a burden you were never meant to carry, bro. I said, but here's the thing. I want you to know that God sees you, that God loves you. And I began to see his eyes. You start tearing up and he's full of all these emotions, man. I just grabbed him and I just hugged him, AJ. And I, and I started thinking about that kid's mom going through a divorce. His, his son or her son feels like I got to be the man of the house now and all that they're going through. And in a moment, in an instant, he can make a bad decision that gets him in jail, locked up, whatever, right? And then the other kid whose mom, whose, whose son just was murdered last year. And I'm thinking like, bro, we think we got problems aj we think we got problems our coach man of the next level speakers academy coach crump he said man he's from bermuda he's been he's lived in all several other countries he's like guys we ain't got problems we don't have problems these third world countries they got problems they're living in huts with a cow in the room and it's like a hut with just a cow a mom uh, a daughter maybe a dad he probably died trying to provide you know and like like we think we got problems and so i gotta close this out guys believe in yourself believe in your identity god god sees you he created you man with a plan and a purpose for your life and always keep that let's go energy
and keep that Moto Go Energy all the way turned up each and every day. Come on. <laughs>